0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: It is the Anfield Wrap in association with Reds Bet, Reds Bet, the gambling company who give half of their profits i.e. your losses to fan related initiatives. Uh, if you do want to sign up with them, please do so at redsbet.com. Uh, if it's not for you, that's absolutely fine and always be gamble aware. Uh, I have with me Mike Nevin, John Gibbons and Adam Melia.
2: Should be pleased that Mike Nevin's doing an excellent travel diary for Redsbet this season I'm enjoying it. Oh yeah, you did, yeah. I've
0: been yeah reviewing every game. Um a bit from, like your thing, actually. Yeah, like, it's from a it's,
2: it's from a you know day out point of view rather than a uh, the, not the, too much the, match stuff. Them, them, them lads on the pitch. Stuff. Yeah, it's good. But them lads on the pitch are doing all right. So they, you, they are, yeah.
1: I mean, we can talk about them, um, and we can talk about them in a warm manner. Um, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace, and my first question really is about nerves. I'm going to talk about your personal nerves in a minute. But my first question is, do you actually think we looked nervy before 70 minutes, Mike? Because this is one of them where I was living my own reality throughout the 90 minutes. But then when I watched the game back, I think it obviously helps getting the goal straight after half time, the equaliser. But I didn't really ever feel before 70 minutes as though this Liverpool side looked particularly unnerved by what Crystal Palace were doing. It didn't look to me like it was one where the occasion or the pressure and like that got on them. They were just playing a football match. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's completely fair. Um, you just
0: you you get caught up in the in the chaos of the game when you're there, and you view things completely differently. I think than when you you watch it back cold on on Saturday night, I watched about forty minutes of the second half and saw Liverpool sort of consistently passing the ball around Henderson and and, and for the, you know prominent, there wasn't there wasn't loads of panic. Um, by that time, obviously, we we you know we, we got we got ahead. Uh, and scoring so early after the, after the half time interval, I think just sort of reduced any, any nerves. It would have been far more nerve wracking had we not scored straight away. But I, I think just generally speaking, the game was weird because there's a lot of talk about it being the same chaotic Liverpool as last season. I didn't actually think it was. I mean, no. Palace only had three shots um, and one header that went wide. Other than that, it was worrying because of the context and, you know, obviously you need, you need to win. Um, but apart from that, I, d- I didn't feel particularly nervous. The only time I really got a bit frantic was right at the end. Um, but other than that, no, I thought Liverpool sort of generally
1: cope with it pretty well. It's natural, I think, John, to be nervous at the end of games. I think the players, and we've seen this before in Liverpool history, I actually think the players coped with everything that was going on better than the crowd did. I think lots of heads were going all over the place I felt in the crowd and and you know when there's one goal in it whether it's 1-0 or 4-3 at the end of a match there's likely to be some sort of nervy moment I think it's fine to be in any game of football any side that's leading and defending a narrow lead would tend to go you're going to feel under the cosh for me there was nothing out of the ordinary about Liverpool
2: other than the fact that they conceded three goals I totally look. Not necessarily nervous, but a bit frustrated at the time. I think the, the, the salad sort of dives probably a little bit of that really where, you know, they, they must have got to 30 and thought, hang on, we haven't had a proper shot yet. And then there must have been that sort of playing in the minds really that even though I thought first 10 we were actually quite good. And then, and then after that, I didn't think we were terrible, but there must have been a bit where. You know, they, they start thinking, oh, we haven't had a decent effort yet. And then that, that must start to play on your mind as a football team, especially a football team that, that prides itself on, on creating a lot of chances. And so I think that must have been playing on the mind a little bit. I thought the reaction when they went to one all was, was a mixed one. I thought there was, there was, there was celebrations, obviously, as you'd expect, but there was a bit of a, there was, I thought there was a little bit of relief as well and a little bit of geeing up the crowd, sort of thing, which you see when I think they thought the, the 10 after this needs to be big. And it was, to be fair, they, they, they kind of scored again. So there was elements of it, but. Look, it's easy for them lads. They get to kick it away and stuff like that. It's harder for us. <laughs> so I think, I think you know, they'd be good if they acknowledged that this morning. <laughs> the they came out. Yeah, thanks a lot to Gibbo, particularly. For keeping his <laughs> <sense of> <laughs> for, for making Bob in. he left at half-time. He just said he couldn't cope. <laughs> he just said it was, he was a mess. I saw Bob at half-time. He was this disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> so so just by talking, Rob around, I feel like I did my job. I did a little bit there. Um, it is...
1: The game spiraled out of control, Adam, a little bit. And that's partially, it's worth pointing out that that's a little bit of what what they do. It's what they're good at um, against us, it feels like. But also, it's a bit of what they played for. I think you saw first half before they scored, they had a sort of a three-minute flurry. It was as though they were set up and made the decision that they weren't really going to, they were going to just hang it in the game, rely on the fact that they've got a really solid, consistent back four, more of which to come. But then when they get the chance to attack, they'll do so in a big flurry, and then they'll get the shape back.
3: Yeah, I, I I I think it maybe suited us that it ended up being a, a, a wilder game and it and, and it wasn't i it, 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 it sort of it became wild, it, it went through the gears, I guess. because um, I thought as, as the same as John really, I thought we were maybe not nervy but playing tight. I thought we were snatching at things a bit and, and like you say, even though there's there's something in the certainly the handball there's, it became a little bit it sometimes just becomes a little bit of a thing where you look like you're a team that's just shouting for things and its <laughs> it's, it's like um it's it, it, it's like it's like snatching at shots it's it's the same sort of thing where you make yourself look a bit desperate even if even if there is even if there is something to shout for um you you're sort of giving yourself away you're giving the mentality away a little bit that you are kind of feeling like oh we've usually scored by now. Um, and and you're starting to feel frustrated at, their, at, at, at you know, their what what looks like, you know, it's a, a, a huge, uh, solid Giants, but it's standing in your way, um, and and you know, the, with 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 a, a midfield ably backing them up, and 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 like they're starting to look like an impenetrable wall, with the other things of you know this kind of the 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 old goalkeeper nightmare that that. That we've seen in the past where everyone thinks, "Well, that's good." The goalie's old, and then they they, they end up being, you know, yeah. throwing a worldy performance in, which I was fully expecting when we went in one 0 at halftime. That was what the second half was going to look like. So, you kind of, um, yeah, the, 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 there is, the, there is, there is kind of the difference between your own your own mentality and the, and and the things that you're going through and the, the, the daft things that, that you're comparing it to in the past, which the players certainly aren't doing as they're on the pitch. Um, but I think I think that as it was, um, we uh, once once we were two one up, it was going to go one of two ways. And the fact that they scored so quickly after that meant that it was going to necessarily need to be wild, and 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 that we would probably end up winning four two. I thought at that at, at that point, um, because. And, and, and then, you know, the, how it ends up is an even more wild version of that, which is almost like the Arsenal 4-4, where everything they, everything they do seems to be a goal. Uh, and you just, you, you just kind of like, like, uh, uh, and, and what you said, Neil, was, was that you didn't think there was too many heads going on the pitch. I'm not sure about that, really. I think that, that some of the players' reactions on the final whistle, um, said to me that there might be there might be some I think words the, had afterwards I think there
1: was something, um, something in the last 10 and my yeah. point is more I think it's the only the last, the last 10 where I think you which as I say is something that happens during all football matches I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talking more about the first 70 when I said they kept it under right. I think last 10 I think everyone's gone somewhere last yeah. 10 including yeah. their players I yeah. think yeah. everyone's suddenly in the, in the madness the maelstrom of all of this yeah. trying to hold themselves together yeah. and that is definitely happening then
3: yeah um, so and like I say I just, I just think we get there we get there it, through through, through through moving through different different gears uh, em- em- emotionally, in a way, um, and it, it's uh, uh, with with every with every goal, it becomes a different sort of game that we've seen before. I think, um, and so the. the, the like, like I was saying to you just before, Neil, I think, I think I kind of like, recon- the, the only way I can reconcile it, because I was, I wasn't good at half time, and I wasn't good at half time against Brighton, and I saw Rob at half time at Brighton, actually, funnily enough, and then, um, and so I, I've, I've had exactly that conversation, uh, and, and, and uh, I think the only way, and I'm, I was definitely, um, definitely not feeling like, because uh, we, what we've said in the week preceding this game is the players aren't as nervous as we are. At least the players aren't feeling it like we are and I'm not sure we can kind of say that now. But the, I've, I've realigned my, my barometers by thinking that actually we've kind of, like, it, it was a 4-2 sort of a game. It went, when it went 2-2, it was the game that the game that Liverpool ended up winning 4-2 and when Mane scored, it was that thing of, there we go, job done. And the fact that it kind of didn't end up like that is almost by the by. By the by, I think...
1: The other thing about it, Mike, was it reminded me, and I think you actually see it in in their opening goal. It reminded me a little bit of the away games that we've had recently. I'm thinking about Brighton, Burnley, Watford to go all the way back to November, if you can still say that that's recently. Mm. But where where it is a quietish first period, where Liverpool do look like they're being frustrated, but then something happens in the last ten, just before half time, where the opposition begin to get themselves into a bit of trouble and get themselves a bit tired. And then we come out and we either grind them before then or grind them after the break and and it was a bit like an away game up to that point uh, like that was the way in which it was playing out and I think it's interesting I don't think I think there's a couple of players who don't cover themselves in glory in the build up to their first goal but I think one of the reasons why is they're all going now we win this back now and we turn we're in and we score well that, I mean that was that was the nature of the the goal really is that.
3: um
0: Palace actually extricated themselves from, from Liverpool's press really, really well, I and mean, I think there was one point where the ball's just outside their box, and there's there's three players on their man, but they the, they have the, the sort of the, the ability to sort of withstand the pressure there and get the ball out, and that sort of slightly alters Liverpool's shape. And obviously, once um, Sahar gets in that position, I think there was you know the criticism of Milner saying he had a, a torrid afternoon, and yeah. Saha uh, did give him the runaround at times but in that instance I just don't know what he can do because he's completely exposed it's one-on-one he's obviously got more pace and he beats him by a mile but um, but just in reference to what you're saying there about the, it feeling like an away game I just think it's more to, more to do with the fact that at home we've learned to play patiently um, yeah. there isn't so much of us going out with a massively high tempo at the start we've become patient in terms of waiting for goals and we've also developed a knack not necessarily the other day but um, or, or Saturday, rather, but of actually scoring almost out of nothing. I mean, it's to an extent that happens because, because we score straight after half time. But the amount of times where we've scored a, a key goal, an opening goal this season, where it hasn't really been as a result of a build up of pressure, um, is actually one of the the, the, the the strongest things about Liverpool this season. But as I say, um, just a patient approach, and the idea is that you know, on on the half hour, you
1: score as opposed to to Palace going ahead. Adam, there's something else I think it's worth saying about these players. I think it's two really good shows of strength, both at 1-0, and it is just after half-time, so a lot of sides at home in that instance. But it looked to me like... It, it was really strange that in that we score really quickly after half time but it really looked to me like we would very much set the pattern of how the second half was going to look if we weren't going to score early which is we were just going to have wave after wave at them one of the mm. Van Dijk's having <clears throat> the shot from distance partially because he's so far forwards, arriving onto the ball the way in which is like mm. this is the way this game goes now lads and then there was another I think big show of strength at 2-2 when they've just been on top for five minutes and I think that as a collective that set of players wrestled the initiative back mm. and got themselves right back on top of Palace I think that. that they're two big, big shows of strength.
3: Yeah, I agree, and I think it's the sort of thing that we've seen done to us in the past. And you, you have to hold your hand up and say that was brilliant how they managed the game and how they managed to get the the momentum back after kind of we scored. So, so, but that that would be us talking in 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 Palace's shoes, I guess, because. Yeah, it's it, once we go two one up, uh, it's it's almost like it's happened very quickly. But that that that's happened with us in the past. It happened against Arsenal. We ended up winning five one. So you know, massive credit to to Palace for managing to get a bit of momentum back their way, and the fact that we have not let that flap us um, when when it was you know it was a, it, it felt like a huge blow that two two to 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 the fans. But the fact that they Liverpool managed to get. Back to as you say, the, the the pattern of the the start of the second half, where we are exerting wave after wave upon them, um, is 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 fantastic, really, and it does it does speak to our men, the, uh, greater mental strength this season as a team. John, there's something
1: in I I just after, again watching it back, I sort of ended up concluding that James Milner probably has the best bad game I can ever remember anyone having, where he at times deals. Really rather well with Zaha, whilst you can see he's hanging on for dear life in terms of dealing with him, but he's 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 not winning his battle, but he's, in certain, he's certainly not losing it as badly as you'd have seen some players lo- lose it in that circumstance and under that much pressure, and under that much focus. And then the flip side is, you know, he gets that assist for the third. He's constantly a threat. He's making the pitch huge. And it'd be the easiest thing in the world to play right back in that instance and just go, I'm standing by my centre-back here and I'm preparing for the worst. Whereas he doesn't do that. He shows massive character all the way through, I think.
2: Yeah, I, I was made up for him after the third goal, him in particular, because, you know, he had had a, such a tough afternoon and, you know, he does he just consistently does a great job for his team doesn't he and well you know puts himself out there you know he's prepared to to go there and play right back against Zaha whereas a lot of midfielders who've, who've won what he's won and he's won more than anyone else in this squad you yeah. know and he, he could have a right to go do you know what Jagan? i I've done a year at left back for you now you know start off play me, play me in midfield or or just we'll just leave it but you know, he must have known going into that I'm going to have a tough day. And he does, but I thought any of our right-backs would offer, you know, was. You know, Trent's he's he's give Trent a tough time in the past, and I think I, I decided that the Isles deal situation would have been to play Klein in that game and then sell him, and then everyone would have been all over right, <laughs> it. Like, you know, everyone's been like losing their heads. Over there's there's the, no
3: way Klein gets in that position, by the way, to set up the third. No,
2: court. no, he doesn't. And, no. and, and no.
3: I think Steve said it on the post-match show. You know, if I—if that was me, if I was Mark Zaha, I'd never—I'd never be making that run to—to—to yeah. to, 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 to put the ball in. Uh, and it, it's fair and enough. It.
2: If, if I'm going to be a little critical, I think he—he he could show him inside a little bit more. General. Generally, I'm with Mike for the first goal. He's completely exposed, but but generally speaking, I think there's, you know, he's, he's 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 going down the line a little bit too easy. But then maybe that's up to the defensive midfielders. Maybe he's looking around, and if he's got cover one side, I think Henderson had a little bit of a go a couple of times to support him. But generally, I'm not sure he was supported enough throughout the game. If if I am honest,
1: Wait, is there something though in John John in that where? shape, our attack in shape, our shape is so important to us both in and out of possession and we see being out of possession is actually the, the, the thing you do before you then counter attack. But I think, I think we've struggled with this in the past, not just with Milner in this game, but when there is a situation where a normal, in inverted commas, football team would do some firefighting. Yeah. Instead, what we do is we almost go, we'll trust our lads and we'll let them get on with it. And there's sometimes where where you can do that and it doesn't work for you. I think, that, I think that was an example of it, really, where we've got to have our shape. We don't compromise our shape. We don't shift our shape. We play like
2: this. I think maybe. Look, I think, you know, Mike was right to highlight the pressing for that first goal. And we can't say we want to be a pressing team, but then we never want to be exposed because there's... It's a contradiction there. Yeah. If you if you accept that that you're going to press high, and we nearly won it a couple of times, I must say that 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 I think Mike's right to say that lad the, 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 the a couple of the lads did well, but also there's one that bounced off the shins. Where for me, you know, just Nick it I think I think it was him or it might have been Cator, and and you know the sort the, 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 the sort of got away with it before they then did the, 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 the sort of good thing. And so I do think you need to accept that. You know, if you are, there's no perfect way to defend. If there was, then everyone would just defend the same way. You know, there's, it's not mine behind the ball. It's not pressing. It's not, you know, there's, there's, there's pros and cons to each. And it's all to do with, you know, how well you do it really and what kind of suits you. So I think, you know, we need to accept that if we are going to be a pressing team, then we're, then we're going to end up in situations where people are exposed. But I just think there was two of them there playing holding if you are like a 4 2 three, one and I think that allows you more than a 4 three, three, to give your fullbacks a little bit of cover and I think if I was Milner I'd, I'd have maybe had the way that I have time like come on there's, there's two of you there you know there's, there's two of you and you know, maybe one of you will get dragged every now and again but you know give, give us an hand because Robo sound he's having a lovely afternoon <laughs> do you know what I mean and so and so I, I don't know I, I just think I just think maybe mm. maybe if I was James Miller that's what I'd be saying <laughs> at yeah, half time yeah. I think I mean I think Probably there the, the was quite
0: a lot of responsibility, which wasn't necessarily taken on by both, both Henderson and Fabiano to get across. Because I mean, it, it was obvious that they were going to target that side. I mean, you know, every, everyone in the league has seen Robertson and his ability, you know, his pace and his, his recovery ability. Um, Milner, you know, albeit he he does his he does his best at right back, isn't a natural left back doesn't have the pace. They've got so hard. I mean, it's just inevitable that they were going to go and down. Salah's that side. on that, Salah's
3: on that side who doesn't offer as much
0: Yeah. And, of
1: and, 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 e, and, and was, was well. as well. Manny yeah, wasn't.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, although, and then equally as well, there isn't the same level of support defensively on the inside with Matip. Um, who I thought, you know, sort of had one of his, one, one of those games where you, I, I think you just, not a, not aggression in the sense of, of of being physical, but just committing to things. Um, I thought he just he, he switches off too much for me, and, and and just sort of gets dragged out of position. You can,
3: you can imagine. I, I mean, I, I was I, I was sort of picturing Joe Gomez and and the, the you know the greatest the, the the greatest speed that he would have had there to, to back up James Milner. I think it would have made a massive massive difference and, and Gomez. get closer to him as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I th- I think that's where I, I, I think if he was looking for support, Milner, and if the, when the manager looks back on it, not least because I. I at the ground, I repeatedly saw Klopp talking to Fabinho and Henderson, and he didn't seem to be irritated by where they were. Overlooked. I thought they both had good games. Yeah, I, so I I to, yeah. To the, well, I, well, my point is, it wasn't like the manager was going, you've got you to get there. Yeah, it yeah. was that Henderson was then telling other people, can you get there? Or Fabinho did a couple of times, can you get there? But I think the one where if I'd be frustrated... Maybe might be he needed more from the centre back. I I do wonder if he just needed more from the centre back to come over and maybe everyone shift a little bit. Maybe someone's got to tell Virgil, listen, you've just got to come in a little bit more, play a little bit more right through through the middle for us here because we've got to go and help this. But also because I mean there was there was points in the game, Mike, where. You you will be in the cops. You'll be able to see it even better than me. Where every single footballer was on that side of the pitch. Where literally, if you drew a line down the middle of the pitch, yeah. every player was on that side. I I couldn't believe that really. And it's no, it the first did, time I've seen it, something like that it, for a while.
0: A, it did look sort of bizarrely lopsided at times. Um, but that you know that's that's the way that just games begin to begin to play out. I mean, they take on a pattern of their own, and and that was very much the thing. Um, but I thought, I mean, just just generally speaking, I'm, I, I, it's 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 so easy to get caught up in your in your deficiencies in a game. At The end of the day, um, Liverpool turnarounds a half-time deficit and score four goals in the second half. Yep. And you've you've got, to, you've got to take that on board and say, you know, it's an incredible and show. all and
1: those lads jumped yeah, d- d- in on
0: that. I mean, and most, yeah, most, most players were involved in, in some, some way, shape or form. And I think more than anything else, what I come out of the game with is it's, it's, it's about the character that they show more than anything else. Because it's difficult trailing at half-time. You've got time to dwell on that and what are you going to do. And it's great that you get straight back into it. But to score... I mean United did that for years, didn't they, where they did they get, you know, they be they'd be trailing but they'd score twice within five or six minutes. And to actually sort of grasp the nettle when you get that equaliser, when everyone's when the blood's flowing, I think is uh, is testament to the character. And then they showed it again, uh, at uh, a two two. Um
3: some real, there's some real fight, isn't there? And and um I think I think Salah personifies that. I think mm. he was he was having a real like battle of a day and and you know, you can you can see it in his and his two finishes you know that it's sort of the poacher's position kind of thing isn't it and he was he was scrapping for everything and and you know determined to get the win
0: I think even the the uh, the incident where he he does dive in the first yeah. half and he then he's surrounded by the Palace players that that seemed to sort of really energise him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, not that he wasn't you know fully committed to be before then, but all of a sudden he just suddenly just got that sort of gnarly look about. For it. Yeah, I'm going to score against I think it's remarkable how much he's he sort of changed as a player uh, in the space of six months because. You know, from this sort of free-flowing, pacey, sort of wide man scoring spectacular mm-hmm. goals. Now he's just become an out and out centre forward with a real sort of poachers knack. I mean, the positions that he takes up for those two goals. I mean, obviously the one, the one, the second one. You know, he's just he's just knocking it over the line. But his his awareness really as that mm. ball flies off the defender for the, for the yeah. first one, and the finish is just. I mean, it's the finish is tremendous. The finish is yeah. massively underplayed because it's not from a, not from far out, but. The decision to take it in that way is, is improvisation at best, and it would have been so much easier to just swivel round and hit it with his right. Mm. So to just sort of, I don't know, hang out a leg and... Hook what it were you get screwed it, on the
2: XG on that, Neil?
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, there is one you get screwed it's on the. Yeah, it's
0: a fantastic finish, they, I mean, they, as they
3: would, say, To be was, fair, the commentary team—I think it was the American commentators—I had uh, there. The, it was MB, NBC or something. They they, they were uh, really really, really pra- praising it highly straight away. Um, before you could, before I even realised how good a finish it was. It's in the inside of the net, and that's the thing. It's in the yeah. inside of the
1: side net. and I think that's the thing that when I got to see it back, and not mm-hmm. just in the ground, in the ground, it just sort of ricochets up, and he kicks yeah. it into he kicks it into a goal, and the keepers nowhere. Yeah. When you actually watch it back, he's it's, I mean, you know, it's it's placed, it's it's placed yeah. into that bit where, you know, I think Sporoni not great for the third by any, any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But I actually don't think there's much he can, unless he comes and just clears everything out before before it reaches Salah, which is maybe, you know, maybe what some keepers would do, maybe it's what our keeper would do. He, if he's not going to do that, he can't really do much more if the lad
2: kicks it into the corner of the goal from from six yards out on the volley. But Mike's right as well to point out that he's just quick quicker thinking than everyone else as well, isn't it? And that's kind of a real striker's instinct that you wouldn't have guessed you'd get from him when you got this winger who could weigh in with a few. Um, You know, he's just... You know, that that loops up the off you know, the the Van Dyke shot, doesn't it? And he's just everyone else has stood about, it he's seems in so much space. Yeah, and and he's just moving. And and the similar one for the for the Milner one, you know, he no one really knows where he where he's gonna go, but he's he's gambling, he's kind of in there, isn't he? Like like Rushy really, yeah. kind of doing that and 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 that's been a, a real kind of unexpected kind of bonus from him is that you know we, we 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 as Mike says, we saw the great goals that he could score and we know all about his skill, but getting the cheap ones as well that I mean that helps you get up to fifty a lot quicker doesn't I think it There's
0: another thing about about being switched on as well because when Van Dyke um goes to the shot, it'd be quite easy just to drift off offside right. and, and 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 yet he's he's aware enough to say right i've got to get back mm. and then obviously when it spins in the air he's in, he's in a great position without having come come back out too far, so he's just constantly aware of where he is on the pitch and the ability, I think the way that he's, he's managed to, to transform from a, a sort of a wideish player into someone who plays right through the middle so quickly mm. uh, and obviously his goal-to-game ratio is, is beginning to get up there with last season
3: now. They're both, um, they're both things where, where the rub of the green's gone with us but in the same way as, as the you know the goal at the end of the derby, the, the, the luck's only with you because you because you're there because you're still because you, as you say yeah. Mike you're still on side you're still present and you and, and you you're expecting it to, to happen so it's it is it, it, it's a case of us being being lucky but making our own luck at the same time yeah and through pressure as well
1: yeah uh, definitely through pressure um other thing I wanted to talk about was having sort of covered bits of the defense John couple of things one it's probably the first game keeper does make a save uh, yeah. right the way through the game and certainly look to be himself irritated but again watching it back when you're not just putting your head and your hands in the ground he looked to be himself irritated with him with with his with himself on a couple of occasions after the ball's hit the back of the net uh and you know he's he's it's good in a sense that he's able to to come out the back of that think you know what i'd like to think he thinks i wasn't great today but the flip side is we won the game those lads up front dug me out in the way in which i've dug them out it's a real it's a real one for the full side
2: yeah, I think it's it's an interesting one with the keeper because, as you say, that there aren't any saves there, and I think what he's done is is raised the bar in what we expect from a goalkeeper. And so, you know, if if we are being a bit harsh on him, then it's sort of a backhanded compliment, I suppose. He, he sets up the winner, really, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he does kind of well for that. Just it, brilliantly for yeah. yeah, I'd say if you, I mean. The the first one, I don't think he can do a huge amount about. I wouldn't say because I mean, to be fair to the from the first one, Palace really flood the box as well. That's another thing to talk about. I watched
3: it this morning, and if he doesn't, if 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 Townsend doesn't doesn't hit it, then there's someone else behind. Yeah,
2: and so so that 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 must be in your mind in a goalkeeper, in that you know, if there's if there's just one there, you can almost kind of set yourself for it. But he doesn't know where it's going to go. He's going to hit it. What's going to do? And so uh, I think that's difficult. And the, the flood in the box, it'd be interesting to get into that maybe with Sean later because it's a similar goal to the one we can see against Man United. Mm. and in similar sorts of situations as well whereas they haven't crossed up the line they haven't really crossed the halfway line before then but as soon yeah, as they do yeah. I wonder whether teams are thinking you won't get attacked much against Liverpool so when you do you know, you know really sort of pile in and, and whether that's something that we need to think about and certainly Fabino and Henderson but but anyway we're talking about Alisson I think the second one that's the kind of one where I mean Rob's coming up a lot, a lot here but I speak to him a lot, a lot of half time because he's in my stand and he's telling me Mingley should be coming for that I'm t- and it was Jordan the phrase where where Rob felt every Liverpool goal was Michael spot <laughs> but I think if you're saying that everything in the six yard boxes is, is goalkeepers it's just out it's about seven is it would you say I don't know maybe maybe you're it feels picking. very high it feels like a really high cross to me yeah I think it's a great corner.
3: It feels too high for him to come forward, not, yeah. not exactly. Too, really? it, it, it's it's within his his six yards. I think, it, yeah. I, think I think it's. A, I th- I honestly think I think there's some. I think for instance you can have a conversation about do they do a bit of a number on Van Dyke. Well, they do uh, enough, don't they? Because he can still jump, but they they fouled him, but then they stop fouling him to get to allow him to jump, but not enough. So it's, <laughs> it's it's good. But, it's great. It's a great defense. It's great uh, from the attacker to foul Van yeah, Dyke like
0: they, that. There were three of them, sort of in a line, weren't they? Sort yeah. of shoulders to shoulder, buffeting the way through. Um, I wanna, mean, I, I think it's. I think it's harsh, really, to say that he should definitely come.
2: No, I don't um, think he definitely should at all. You know, like I'm just kind of, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: no, I see your point, John. I mean, but you know, it's, if, if he comes, if he comes for that and then misses it, then I hadn't you know, thought of you, it you, really.
3: That's, you you might come. be right, John, but I just, I just feel like it was really high. It was, it was a high. Cross yeah, cross I, I cross, think,
1: yeah, I think yeah. Tompkins heads it at an unbelievably high point. Like he, yeah, he gets yeah. up and he's heading it at a high point. Mm-hmm. It's the first time it's been head. It's at a been at a level where anyone, bar maybe Van Dyke, could head it. And as you say, you know, they were interfering with him a little bit, so he couldn't get his jump. I honestly think it's a great corner. I almost feel like you know in the same way you were saying you feel like it was a 4-2 and then it's a 4-3 but that's by the by. Yeah. I think if you want to sit around and have a chat about Liverpool from set pieces, I just think sometimes a lad's going to put a ball in and yeah.
2: it's going to be firmly it's headed like that, into the back of the yeah, net. Yeah. It's, like it's an scored an an an... Scored in many more than we can see in at the moment. There was like...
3: there was one at the same end that lad that, that lad who played for Blackburn scored. <laughs> it was just a, it was a goal all day. There's nothing you could do. That was he was going to come in and head that in the he's net. he's a big one. As
1: soon as it honestly as soon as it left his. I, it was one of them when I went that's in and I've got a decent that's in ratio, it's not 100% don't get me wrong but, I'm, I, says but I was like that's in because it was just yeah, absolutely yeah. I, it, it sounded like that old thing about you know sometimes you hear the way a ball's kicked yeah. and it just sounded like like, oh God, he's
2: really done. He's got everything he wanted off that one. It was gorgeous. So when he's in the team for it. But the and third's not great. No, but then we've all decided the third doesn't matter, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Didn't we, did, did we decide yeah, before? Right. Yeah. I think Adam called it and we all no- eyed rather than made. Yeah, it's a 4-2.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> never went in uh, Never went in Don't care what anyone says um, I think, Salah Just to come back on that I was trying to do the maths Because it's actually quite difficult To find this out Mike I think he's about four behind Where he was at this stage Last season I think at mm. this stage Last season in the league I think he had about 20 from 23 But he's just for instance Had the one where he gets Both against uh, The game where he I'm, I'm including in that the, thir- um, the game where he gets Both against Leicester um, He also gets a brace Against Spurs Around this sort of time I think it's To me it's He's sort of a mad hat trick away from being where he was last season, if you see what I mean.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, but it's still an, I mean, he's still his top scoring in the league at the end of the day, isn't he? Yeah. Um, is it 16 Sixteen league goals now? 16, um, yeah. I think the the thing about his goals is that they've all been the important goals, haven't they? They've yeah. been the goals that have come at the right time. Some, okay, a couple of them have been penalties, but it's the timing of them and, and the, the sort of crucial nature of them, just when you need one as well. Um, when I said before about our ability to, this new ability to score, Without necessarily a, a build-up of pressure, it always seems to have been Salah who's got yeah. who's got that goal. Um, so, and yeah, I mean, obviously with fifteen games to go, I mean, what would you be expecting from him? Um, maybe another twelve goals, or maybe more. Um, I mean, he's, he's yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's still a phenomenal uh, performance, and his overall now is about fifty fifty fastest to fifty goals in. Um, Liverpool's.
1: Oh, is it the same as, same as Torres? He's in a funny position at the minute where he's not. He's, not, he's at 50, 20. Oh, he's got, he's goals. got a couple for uh, Chelsea. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be a couple of, for Chelsea. We'll do the count well. when he's got them yeah. all for Liverpool, I think, on that. Just the other thing I'd point out as well is out of the lads who've all got double figures this season, uh, Hazard's got 10 goals, 10 assists. Uh, Salah's got 16 goals, 7 assists, which is as many assists uh, than as anybody else who's
2: also got 10, mm. if you see what I mean. So that yeah, Keynes is pathetic, isn't it? He's got like 1 or something. It's
1: four. Get off his it, back. Yeah.
2: Four's poor, I'd say. That's. That, don't talk the great
1: man down with this big talk. <laughs> uh, sir, is he Sir yet? Sir Harry of Hotspur.
2: <laughs> uh, He's
1: injured anyway. He is injured. I'll uh, uh, talk about that game with Majesty. Anyway, uh, other thing I wanted to say about the back four because I keep getting sidetracked, Adam, is Robertson was again excellent throughout. I think, just to make John's point that he made before, it's like there's some games of footy that, partially because of his own quality, partially because you've got Van Dijk in front of him. Partially because of what opposition's do where it is relatively straightforward for him but he can only still be excellent which is
3: yeah. it's funny i was thinking about him driving here and i was thinking it, it, you can't you can't say he's the player of the season but it feels like you, it, it feels unfair because he, there's because there's so that he, he's he kind of he isn't he, he doesn't sparkle i don't know what is he is he the people's princess i'm not sure <laughs> I'm not sure what he is he's he's definitely I mean he does he feels he feels like a fan's favorite um and he feels like it it's almost like he's that he's he's that reliably brilliant that that you you kind of need to remind yourself to talk about him but I I just, I, I I do think he is fabulous every every single week I think he is uh he, the, he's 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 so, he's so important to our attack. Um, and he's, he's almost like the, the t- team, teams don't really try and attack him at that any, anymore because, because they know he's, he's, he's so good at def, in defence as well. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a funny one where I don't know. I feel like he should be winning the PFA player of the year. Even though he's not, he's kind of, you know, there's like Van Dyke and Salah and things ahead of him for, for our team, but he still feels like there should be some sort of nationwide recognition. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Maybe uh, the, the phrase "unsung hero" is, was 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 coined for. Yeah, it. I like uh, the but but in the, it, but Liverpool fans, it, it's not it's not really that sensible. But then and the equally... fact that he's
3: Scotland captain makes me happy. Like I feel like I should, in the same way that if I go to Egypt, I'd be saying Liverpool to everyone. I feel like I should be doing that in Scotland as well, <laughs> going around and saying Robertson. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> With your Andy Robertson T-shirt trying to fit in, yeah, yeah international a language ticket. of football.
1: Um, Henderson and Fabinho, Mike. Uh, it's strange. It's strange to be a four-three and to talk, but this is why I think it is a little bit different from games like this we've seen in the past, where there was vast chunks where Liverpool did feel in control of the game, yeah. and then there'd be there'd be three, four minutes where it felt like it was just happening somewhere else. I think they were both very good, and I also liked them as a pair. Um, mm. It felt like a proper. I felt like they, they very much were able to help each other uh, in the way in which central midfield partnerships sometimes do. It's, it's. I think we missed Wijnaldum as well, and that's why it's quite interesting. But I thought that as a pair, I thought that they, yet again, I thought they were excellent at Wolves away after the first 15 minutes when everyone got used to the conditions. And I think they were excellent here.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's sort of a semi-unusual pairing for a club side that you think is sort of all in, in, intent on attacking and being on the front foot, because both of them are sort of classic Hold midfield, uh, midfield players. So the, it's a it's slight slightly unusual juxtaposition, but they do work well together. And I think the the way that they they shift the ball um, from from each other, but also from side to side. Both of them have got that sort of diagonal pass. I mean, obviously, Fabino's ball for Milner that cause uh, that creates the third goal is, is is a great example. But you regularly see Henderson as well be able to to sort of spread the play. But also, what I noticed is the second half, the amount of very very quick, sharp, short interpassing between them as well, which just keeps the opposition guessing uh, and moves them around. And I think there was lots of that. Um, and they do, give you, they do give you a solidity, and I agree with you there in the sense that whilst there was an element of chaos in the, in, uh, really in the scoreline, I think more at the end of the day. For the most part, I, I don't think Liverpool were really sort of chaotic for more than a couple of spells or five minutes throughout the game. I think for the, for most of it, really, we, we were in control. We controlled it relatively well. Yes, we did miss when but I think that's more, more down to the fact that Kaiser didn't have a particularly good game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought they were both, they were both excellent. So I think Henderson probably had his best game other than maybe the last, I thought he got a bit a bit frenetic last last sort of seven or eight minutes. Um, but
2: part, apart from that, I thought he had his best game for a while. Yeah, I thought they were both great and I think they seem to enjoy playing with each other, which is nice as well, and something you can never really know until you until you try it. I think the I think Henderson feels a bit freer with Fabinho, I think I think that's fair to say, and I think Fabinho maybe maybe similar. Um you know, I they've they've got each other there so they can be sort to take a few more risks on the pitch, which I and and As Mike says, the passing ranger of the pair of them is excellent short and long. You know, you pick the right pass as well, more often than not, really. And. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought they do were both kind of instrumental and I agree with Mike's points about the control as well. It was interesting. Henderson after the game saying, Oh, we've normally got more control of that. I think if he watches it back, you know, he's probably come off on a four three and feeling, you know feeling very four three. Exactly, yeah. Whereas if he's screaming at these lads. I think when when they watch it back you might realise that, as Mike says, they actually have more control over the game. I mean the, the the Palace goal is the only time they even get it anywhere near our goal. And and that's from controlling a game of football, isn't it? So just because you're not great in a in a certain situation doesn't mean kind of, yeah. You're not know, you're not necessarily controlling the game of football, and I thought I thought he did, and I thought the midfield was a big big element to that. Yeah, I I think that there was the absolutely no complaints. Basically,
3: um, I think that the places where we weren't as good were, were were the places where we didn't have the what you'd say would be the first eleven. So you know, the, the, I think that the you can you can see. Uh, you, you can you can imagine the the clear improvement if we'd had Trenton Gomez. Uh, you can imagine the clear improvement if we'd had Wijnaldum. I think. Um, and even though I think we said it off off mic before Neil, even though um, Shaqiri doesn't come on and do much, I just think that we looked like a more functional team once 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 he was on rather than Kaito who had a poor game. So I I I, I don't think there was that uh, there's there's any any issues at all with. Um, with, with Fabinho and Henderson, I think, you know, we sort of criticized them earlier a little bit for maybe not helping out Milner more, but I think, I think it's, it's, um, I, I, think, I think it's probably not their fault. It's the fault of the fact that we don't have the, the, the first choice players in, in the, those positions. Um, on Kater John,
1: there is, I mean, it's first and foremost, I think it's it's difficult for him positionally because it's this sort of semi-left brief, and then you get pulled at times to go very wide, and then it's when, when, when just hooked back in, and I think he's involved as a lot in a lot of sort of bits of closing down, a lot of stuff that's through channels and all of that sort of thing. So there are positional questions, but he's it is a little concerning. Again, he doesn't really grab it, and he does have chances to.
2: Yeah, he's, he just doesn't seem quite on everyone else's wavelength at the moment, and... So I think while there are, you know, positional issues and why he might be able to say, well, I'm being asked to do something slightly different. I think generally speaking, look, if you've got the ball at your feet and you've got teammates, then what's it matter what blade the grass you're on at that point? And I think, you know, he can be forgiven for some of his movements or his positioning, you know, in terms of where he's playing, but some of his play on the ball is just poor and it's just a bit kind of thoughtless or kind of you're not quite sure what he's trying to do. And you, you feel like his teammates are looking at him a bit like that as well. Like, you know, I feel like we all stop a bit when it comes to him because they're like, well, I, I won't make that one because I don't know when I'm going to... So I'll just sort of stand there and Naby will do something for a bit and then he'll give one of us the ball and then we can get on with the serious business. And it feels like a little bit like that for me. And I don't know, I'm not sort of... You know, I don't think any of us are going to write him off necessarily. And I think it might be it takes him a full year to bed him, but... You know, at the moment, you know, I felt that was an opportunity for him. We did a little video before the game for our social, and we we were saying, "Well, it's an opportunity for him here." And I don't know, I wouldn't be rushing him back in next week, personally. It's um, if you were of a mind to, you could do a real match of the day style
3: hatchet job on him. I think probably based on that performance, I, I, I won't, I won't do that. Um, but there's. I think I think there's it, 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 as you say, John. It really was an opportunity for him, and I, I'm struggling to think about what we do kind of next. Really, I'm, I'm as I say, I'm not writing him off, but I think that we um, are almost playing with with a hand behind our back when when he's on there, and, and 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 I think that you'd sort of say, where do you risk him next? Because I feel like there was there was something about the fact that that something about what we've said in the past about Klopp teams kind of need everybody to be, to, to, to be, to be good for the system to work. Yeah. Um, I think that that isn't the case at the minute with, with Keiter. And I do think he's gone backwards since, you know, kind of good performances at Burnley was his last one. Um, so I just,
1: uh, it, it plays center mid next to Henderson at Burnley. Yeah.
3: Know. Yeah. I know. And he's, he's out of position. I suppose he plays that position that he played on Saturday at Bournemouth. And he's all right there. Uh, although, although slightly peripheral, um, and i it's I, I, like I say. I just I, I was I was happy to see him in the team, and I was I was really looking forward to seeing to seeing him, him, him playing well in a in, in a confident Liverpool win, and it didn't really end up happening. And I do think that was part of the fact that he was playing meant that it wasn't the game that we hoped it would be.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably hard to to add uh, to what the, the lads have said. The thing that perhaps just struck me for the first time on Saturday was that he just looked a little bit lightweight. Um, from the sort of the advertised sort of bulldozer of a player, um, that he just didn't. I don't know. I don't know whether he it, perhaps he just uh, struggling a little bit with the physicality of it. are a little, big but, team, aren't and it? they are. And but also playing within himself as well, and being yeah. the type of player he is, noted for sort of taking players on then you've got to have the confidence to, to commit to that. And I think if you've got a player like that, that's that, that is playing within himself and not taking chances, then they can look, they can look ordinary quite quickly because they're taking away their, their USP basically, you know, their sort of noted uh, main move, if you like. And, to see, I, I just thought he was a little bit sloppy. He looked a bit lightweight. Part, um, part
3: of it is that thing of of what we were expecting, I guess, Mike. Because yeah. when you say lightweight, he did look lightweight, and and that's not what we were promised. You know, we mm. thought we were getting this street fighting football player who was once tackled by a car. <laughs> 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 Literally, that's you know the, one of the stories we were heard we heard before he signed, and he does, and that's not the first time that he's kind of looked like he's had a kick and then not fancied it.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's interesting though that Klopp
3: wants to continue to play him yeah. because. I mean,
0: the the option was there to to, to have chosen Shakira ahead of him. So I think there is. The, I wouldn't say it's a desperation from Klopp to get him up to a level where he can be part of the squad and add something to the last sort of fifteen games, but. I think after after Saturday that you might have to slightly just revise his opinion well, on that. But it will depend. It'll it'll depend on availability. I and mean, you know they'll they'll be. I mean Milner suspended now, isn't he for one game? So and look, there might be other suspensions. There might be other injuries as the season goes on. So you can't you can't just suddenly say right he's not going to figure anymore. Yeah. He has to he has to still be involved, and that's why Klopp's still giving him the odd game. But is is there something,
1: like It's interesting that Adam used the phrase slightly peripheral, yeah. and I'm. One of the things that occurs to me when you when you stop to actually think about football is how well you watch a game of football where 11 players play well of your players. And to extend that further, where you're able to say if you've got, say, you know, a front three, which we have, plus kaita plus the two fullbacks in the final third and in the, in the second half of the pitch, you know, it's, I think it's difficult for all six of those football players For you to come away and feel like they were all genuinely involved—that's actually quite difficult for six attackers to all feel genuinely involved. And then I think his next issue, and you know, this is—it's ever slightly the case for the defense. But for instance, look at what they did, and Crystal Palace's entire plan. Is get the ball to Wilfred Zaha. Mm-hmm. If you can get it to him on the edge of our final third so we can counter attack quickly, get it to him. Then he turns and goes and he gets us up the pitch. If not, feed it out to the right, bring it back over to the left, put him back in as we approach their final third. That's genuinely, you can almost boil it down. So that's what those players want to do. But we've got three forwards who are all better than Zaha. We've got Andy Robertson playing left back, come on round and if you're kiter. And I just sort of wonder if, you know, the sort of side he was in when he was in Leipzig, where if their plan. Is get it to Nabi Keita mm. and then let Nabi do something with it and bring other people into the game. It is a bit of a culture shock to suddenly go from get it to Nabi Keita as it would be for Zaha, as maybe Zaha's found out when it is. Listen, yeah. Andy Robertson can do your job. Right. G- and he? can play left back at the same time. Well, you, you, <laughs> you're, definitely, you're definitely not going to
0: get as many opportunities on the ball, and I think that's where you know that's where the sort of the advertised Nabi Nabi is. I mean. Um, I think, I mean, off air, we were talking about some pressing stats from the weekend, which indicated that he did quite a lot of unseen work. And, you know, as supporters, you do miss things. But I think, generally speaking, just just his ability to, I don't know, grab the game by the scruff of the neck. Um, albeit that you've got other players in and around you who, who are charged with creating or having the creative spark, doing something out of the ordinary. Um, I think if he wants to make an impression on on the supporters and on Klopp, then he's got to be doing more to, to 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 sort of actively get on the ball, and then once on the ball, actually show something really that's a little bit out of the ordinary.
3: There's there's a few there's a few things there which you know, as I say, if you're being really mean spirited, you could say that you could you could say just sort of doesn't speak a lot about about kind of a, a character thing because he, he makes he, he gets away with one in terms of it makes a pretty bad sort of st- stamp at one point. And there's uh, that, uh, along with kind of the 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 way. I don't know what it is really, but you know, there's there's times where where he's he's knocked off it too easily, or things break down with him too easily. Um, there's just a, a, I'm I'm sort of I am con- concerned that he might not be kind of settled and happy I guess and that's that 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 might explain a lot of why he's kind of seems to be to be going backwards a bit and I really I, I hope that there is something we can do to kind of bring him into the fold a bit more um, because it does it, it might just be it might be that as much as anything else
1: um, Shakiri I thought as I said before I thought I don't think he has a, a massive impact I take Adam's point that maybe we looked a little bit better a little bit better balanced John. There is a little thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to bring it up in the review. I think it's odd we've not seen him in any way, even even for two minutes, particularly play off the left. That he's 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 very left-footed. He's very good with his left foot, but all he very much does appear that the manager has decided, and maybe this is just the simplest things he's seen in training that he's going to he's going to play either through the centre or off that off that right-hand side. Yeah, I haven't
2: really thought about that, but you're right. Uh, maybe you know it's he spoke to the player, and the player said, "You know that that's where I want to play, and that's where I fancy it." And and he's, you know, he didn't get a huge amount of time to to work with him in the summer. Did he sort of join that American tour halfway through? Um, so yeah, maybe he's just he, he's just he's just trusting the player at the moment and, and say, well, well, I know, I know, I've got more versatility in the other lads. You know, Lamari, like for example, you know, he can he can obviously you know play the side that has done for us as well. He's 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 used Mo in, in many different ways, and well, for me, you know for, sorry, for me, you know, you know, he, he can play right back a penalty now as well. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's, he, I think maybe he's, he's thinking, well, I'll, I'll just let sort of Shak be Shaq at the moment. And then, and then it might be sort of a more of a long-term thing to, to use him in kind of different ways. But yeah, he's, it's. It it means it means that kind of the Nabby kind of is is the one who get, kind of gets pushed out there. But I thought I mean Shikari wasn't great when he come on, but I don't think you can always. As a sober to rock hard. He was in, th- he was in space
3: a couple of times. You know, I think he got sent on to score a goal. I think I think it was a bit like Man United at home. Score a goal, he scored a goal, lad. Score, score a goal, lad. <laughs> <laughs> but like because there's a there's a mass defense in front of him there, yeah. same as United, and it's like you know just get one with a with with, with a deflection on it. Uh, there's 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 the chance that Mane has before he scores. Where mm. Shaqiri's in acres there, waiting, waiting to stick it in. Mm. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm prepared to give him a lot of benefit. Literally. No, I I don't think,
0: I don't think it's actually, rock hard to be a sub. I don't yeah. think necessarily playing on the left suits him particularly because he hasn't really got blistering pace mm. um, to go on the outside. I think he's far more suited shifting it back on the inside. Yeah. So, he, albeit very left-footed, not particularly, um, not
1: particularly suited to playing left side. Um, just on. The other thing uh, we've talked about Salah, um, Firmino ends up right back, Mike. All the front three grab goals again, and all three of them again. They show. You know, I think you can may- maybe make an argument around around you know that they may- maybe all three show both strengths and weaknesses. Maybe Mane the most in that regard, but all three show absolutely massive strengths, including mental strength, as you were saying before. The very fact, the ease with which I actually think we we deal best with Zaha. Arguably, throughout the whole of the second half, when Firmino goes right back, he just goes over there and sorts it out. And it might be that Zaha's took a kick off Milner, and he's a bit and he's a bit a bit withdrawn at that stage. But it genuinely was like it was the bit where it looked the most straightforward. I, th- I, I, I think Firmino's second half was was absolutely excellent.
0: He's just it's just everywhere, isn't he? I and his his engine. Um, I mean, even with his goal, it just. Picking it up in that position and then sort of driving at the defence. I know he was a bit lucky with the deflection, but you know that that t- that takes sort of real intent, I think. Um And yeah, he looked to. i stopped you know,
3: thinking about those as lucky. By the way, Mike, those sorts of deflections—you well, really you're, you're making that goal happen. Which, yeah, which, which, abso-
0: and, and, absolutely. I mean, if it doesn't, I mean, it, it sort of clips the heel and, yeah. and but actually carries on in, in the same in the same direction. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's probably not the luckiest goal of all time, yeah. but I think just generally speaking is is his whole his whole work race and and I think he he's the one that really just gives liverpool that real that real feeling of an intense team because he just never stops isn't ne- he he's he's constantly in perpetual motion I think was the the phrase we were looking for there um but yeah he he, he look comfortable at uh, right back I and mean, um, you know, of anyone in the side to, to, to go there, you
2: sort of feel that that's the that, well, it's it's, it's thing, isn't it? It's funny because Shikini went there and you could see him going, yeah, no, I'm not sure about <laughs> that. to be fair, went there and having Firmino you know, someone's going to have to do something about this. <laughs> the, I, mean, other, I guess it's me. The other point you make there about the three of them all exhibiting
0: their strengths at, at various times is that throughout the season, none of them have gone particularly long without scoring a goal. Um, and there's, there was always that old adage about you know there's, the goal scorers can be streaky and they can go you know sort of six seven games without a goal and then get 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 a hasek whatever. But th- throughout they've always managed to remind yourself that they are the three that are charged with scoring the goals. We still don't don't get loads of goals from midfield, um, so the onus is on them. And consistently all the way through the campaign they've chipped in and
3: chipped in and chipped in. So uh, you know hats off to the three of them basically. I think maybe Mane needs to do a little bit more at the moment, um, I, I, and and I think he's the one where you can say that there are that the the strengths and weaknesses are on are on display. I, the, the thing I like most about Mane is that he's what a proper warrior, and you know he scores in every every round of the Champions League last season, and you know it's he's he's he's, he's the one that we, you you know will will be there in a in a big moment. Um, I just think in in his in his general play, I think he has been. Better in the past, um, and I think I I I just I'd like to see a, a, a little bit more from him uh, in terms of linking up, link linking up a bit. Um, I think I mean, he's he, the he one that
0: he... maybe suffered most from the slight change in yeah. the style of play. Um, so that there's there's less cap on the counter and it's more control because.
2: When he, he's a little bit deeper as well. Yeah, actually.
0: he's playing deeper and there's been less opportunity to sort of fly a teams from yeah. deep as we've played on the counter. And I don't know whether it suits t- t- him quite as much as Salah's um, ability to play in that new position or for me, you know, which is all about sort of industry that I spoke of, of when before.
3: He, when he links with Robertson, it's, it's it's when he's at his best and he's done it all season and maybe did it brilliantly at Leicester away. Uh, and And... I think that that it's the fact that he's not able to do that probably as much in in, in this different position. And Neil, you you like him as a number ten, and I'm I'm not sure I quite agree. I haven't quite seen that, uh, that for, from the as as much as as much as I'd like. I think his weight of pass is sometimes a bit off. Um, I don't think he does it like,
1: like he's not going to suddenly become Pablo Imar. No, I know. Uh, in terms of, but uh, be that sort of, that sort of quintessential. What I like, I agree that sometimes his way to pass is a bit off, but it can also be absolutely spot on. I think that the, the thing he brings to so many aspects of the game, which is that there's a bit of an un- unpredictability, yeah. unpredictability slash inconsistency is there when he does it. But I think when he, when he hits the straps with it, I think you, you, you know, you can have half an hour where where he's capable of anything he's capable of getting to he's capable of pulling yeah. people in for, yeah. you know i think i think the, the 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 thing you said before about when he should square late on i think it's a really good point and i think he probably should i think if you play in that role as a conventional sort of player and you end up there you do find the pass yeah. but then he goes on and he gets the one that makes it four so. yeah
3: and, and 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 i was 100% expecting him to slot it when he when he does uh so so you know that's it's it's fine isn't it um it's, I'm, I'm maybe picking holes unnecessarily, uh, but I, I I think that when you say the strengths and weaknesses on display from 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 all three, I'm not sure really. I don't think I haven't seen too many weaknesses from Firmino and Salah. You maybe criticise Salah for, for for not being as good at diving as you'd like him to be.
1: I think there's I think there's a little oh no, Salah Salah less so on the weaknesses. I think there was a little bit first off of me wanting. I think it's quite weird for Firmino in that I think he and I think it was the same last season. I think he he. He clicks in and out of games. And what I mean is, he can just sort of sometimes take half an hour to work out where all the space is and then he's worked out with other spaces but for instance I think that's one of the reasons I think there's other reasons why we come alive a lot in the 10-15 minutes before half time but I think one of them is Roberto Firmino is like, almost like a Rubik's Cube he's mm-hmm. worked the game out now yeah. and it's all yeah. alright but for that first half an hour you can sometimes feel like where's that little bit of something where's the next dimension coming from and I yeah. think it's Firmino working it out and, I think, and, and, I, and more of that from Salah recently as well I
2: think Firmino is, is still getting used to the position a little bit as well and just because he's so versatile and just because you know he's got so much to his game and just because we think think His skill set suits that position he's playing in now. It doesn't mean that it, you know, will necessarily take him a little bit of time to to kind of adapt because you know we we he sort of yeah you know, we we spent quite a lot of time working on him as a number nine. Didn't we? And kind of got there, and then he was and then he was great. And now we've kind of you know, changed it again. And, and that's why, like, I'm I'm really positive about his goal because I think that's the kind of thing he can and should be doing more in in those spaces, really. And I think he was never a number nine to. You know, to to lose his man in the box or whatever, or to do to do to do a dart and run and and, and things. You know, he was never he was never quite that nine really, and I think that kind of picking up space in, in the box and then driving kind of suits him more really. And I think it's maybe similarish to the goal he gets against PSG, uh, not quite as eye catching, but and maybe similar to the one he gets against Arsenal. I was going to say yeah. Arsenal as well. Yeah. it's similar in similar in mood
3: as well. Like yeah. he's, he's he's taking the responsibility here,
2: and I quite like it when a footballer works out their goal and then does a lot of it. <laughs> uh, 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 you know, it's good and it does happen. And you see it go, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll just keep doing that. Like Salah did a little bit of it last year, didn't he? And I think, you know, I think there's, there's much more because his feet are so quick and he, and he's, and he's finishing sure. And I think, you know, there is, there is, I think there's more to come from Firmino in this position. I think we'll see it between now and the end of the year.
1: Um, In the big picture, Mike, uh, Manchester City won at Huddersfield, which we were all expecting. Uh, Spurs get themselves a last-minute winner at 19th place, Fulham. uh, You'd expect Spurs to win that game, that they had to work a bit harder for it. I think actually speaks to the quality that Fulham have got in midfield and attack as much as it does anything else, and that Spurs have got their own problems at the minute. But there is a certain... Whilst that game against Crystal Palace was in and of itself... A stressful one from a Liverpool point of view. There is a certain sort of straightforward purity about the thing that's in front of us here. There aren't many points we can afford to drop, so therefore we cannot afford to drop any points. This league isn't going to be one with 85 points. It's the it's not even February yet, and we've got sixty. You know, that that tells that story, I think, as, as emphatically as anything else does. That's the challenge, isn't it, really? I think all the stuff it's I'm quite enjoying the speed with which it's just it's just becoming noise. You know, Liverpool have got to win every game. If Man City drop points because they played first, we'd have to win. If Man City win when they play first, we'd have to win. We've just got to win every game. It's it's, yeah. it's straightforward in
0: a sense. Well, it's, and it's been like that for some time, hasn't it? Um, albeit in a slightly different sense because throughout the autumn, it sort of felt that there was that sort of potential five point gap between us. Um, every time that we potentially didn't win um, and then there was the sudden shift and now, you know, the boot's on the other foot. But yeah, so, you know, just in terms of the whole old-style old, old style way of thinking, you know, take each, each game as it comes, I think there's a comfort in that. Um, just looking at the broader picture of what Liverpool have got left, I mean, the majority of the games you think that they're well capable of winning. There's a, a few standout fixtures that, you know, you, you'd look and say, you know, potentially we drop points, but I think that obviously as the as the number of games ticks down that four point gap means a lot more because you know it city city will not go uh, through the rest of the season without dropping more points and i I was looking at it over the weekend and i I think Liverpool might be able to afford to drop something like ten points and still win the league um so <laughs>
1: Upset Adam there, you know, with that sort of talk. He doesn't want, he doesn't want, he doesn't want you to. He doesn't want you to. He really let that doubt enter into his mind, Adam, um, Mike anyone else. Wait, did, you, did you do
0: the match at uh, ninety six? I think. Oh, okay. Or, uh, no, hang on. We've dropped uh, nine so far. So, right. I yeah. think ninety five probably wins the league.
3: So, so we're not, you we're not far league. away from. You're not no, I know. It sounds a lot when you say it. Uh, yeah, t- t- I can't. I, 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 uh, much as I think ninety-five wins the league, I don't think we can afford to drop ten points. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: you, and if the maths doesn't work. out then sorry. Mean, now. You all,
3: I mean, you've got a flavour of it on Saturday,
0: but you've also got to think as as it gets closer, then the whole mental side gets much more acute as well. Absolutely. Um, and you know, these they, both these sides have been been playing under incredible yeah. mental strain mm. for for some time now, and you just wonder what the cumulative effect of that is going to yeah. be as the. I'm not, then there's the complication of the Champions League. since yeah. You've got other commitments as well. Um, and as 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 much as both of them have been, have been brilliant at winning well but also grinding out wins, mm. I just don't think that that can continue for a whole season. Yeah, it's just
2: a I, I just lot of averages, sorry, look and things and that's why I get annoyed when 13-14 people talk about that Chelsea game and, and focus so much on that. It's basically, well, they kind of just, they can't just win forever. Mm. Like, they were going to lose a game eventually, whether it was, we were all hoping it was next season, yeah. but they were going to lose. And, and they were going to have a bit of bad luck or whatever and, and have a game where it kind of runs out and it was that one. And, and similar to kind of this season when I was, you know, having my, you know, conversations at half time and, and, and trying to sort of calm Bob down or whatever. But, you know, my thing is, we haven't dropped a single point to a team outside the top five and at some point we will. And and it's all about in that situation, so how you keep your head as much as anything, really.
3: Yeah, it's about it, it's going to be because uh, I don't I don't expect us to win it to win every game, and it's about the the response to to to, 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 the, to but, the changing situation, I guess. Yeah. Um, the
1: important thing to emphasise, though, Adam, is you know just how fabulous this is, how unprecedented it is, yeah. really. Mm-hmm. You know, to literally be played twenty three, one nineteen, drawn three, lost one. Is it's the third or fourth best side, best start to a season ever. I think if we win fourth, the, think, yeah. if we win the next two, I mm. think it becomes the best anyone has ever been after after however many uh, twenty-five games. Yeah. It becomes the best anyone's ever been after twenty-five games if we win the next two. Uh, Phil Blundell tweeted yesterday that it's January the twentieth and this Liverpool side has got more points than Liverpool got in the following seasons ninety two, ninety three, ninety eight, ninety nine, two thousand and four, five. Uh they did all right that year. <laughs> twenty ten, eleven and t- uh, 2011 twenty eleven, twelve. And it's January the twentieth, and they've got more points than they got a note in those ones. It's absolutely yeah. crackers the football we're getting to watch right I think it's now. The I'm same, privileged.
3: It's the same number of points that we're on now that we finished on when Leicester won the league. I think. Um, so we, we are we are massively massively privileged, and uh, I will look back on it very fondly. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: When you sat on your tree yeah. in the
3: summer. Yeah, well well wherever I am in the summer, uh I, I will I will look back on this very fondly. But at the moment, within it, it's um it's it's ups and downs. Uh, can someone get Adam Melia 10
1: days of warm weather <laughs> training, please? Uh, let him freshen himself up, rest his legs, and move on from there. That's what Liverpool have gone off to do. Listen, there's loads of fantastic stuff on the Anfield rap about this game and about the challenge that is to come. It's a complex, rich challenge. We're also going to be talking gutter and transfers and having a little look around the league and seeing what everybody else is up to. To be fair to them, a lot of the better sides are tending to win, uh, and a lot of the poorer sides are tending to lose, but there are more good sides in this league than you think. And what we didn't get to talk about on this was how good. Crystal Palace uh, could could be um, to be fair to their manager he can set a side up he can really get good shape out of a back four but for me that's a side that shouldn't be that should not be trailing, knocking around in 14th for me that's a top 10 team uh, what I'm trying to say in short is that Crystal Palace have got better players than Everton thank you very much <laughs> to John Gibbons Adam Amelia Mike Nevin it's been the Anfield Wrap in association with Reds Bet take it easy
2: Sports Social Podcast Network